the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Talk, 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 talk. God can't get a word in because you so big. Talk, 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 talk. You out there virtually, you talking now, some of y'all. You can't be quiet while the message is going on virtually. I'm worshiping virtually, but you're talking. No, you're not. Talk, talk. Matthew 6, 6 says, but when you pray, see, when, that's God expecting you to pray. When you pray, go into your room and what? Shut the door and pray to your father. You're not just praying, praying to anybody who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, let me say something. The secret place is not some kind of hideaway where you can't be found. You under the bed or you behind the couch or you under the clothes in the car. I don't want nobody to find you up in the attic lying down. That's not. <laughs> no, no. No. You're in the car, and they say, where, where is she? You know, that, 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 the secret place is not some kind of hideaway. It is a, you know what it is? It is a place of privacy without distractions. It's a place of privacy without distractions. Beloved, God is not going to yell at you. Now, you ain't no God, hey! Oh, no. He speaks in a still, small voice, and he demands that you pay attention to him. And you know what? To hear him, you got to be quiet because he's not going to yell to get your attention. Now, some of you, that's what you do with your children. They get naughty. You scream all day long. You just holler. John, 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 I mean, you holler. Tommy, Tommy, God of that. Did you press your name? Did you, did, did you do this and that? You howling, howling, howling. After a while, they get so used to you hollering. They don't pay attention to you. They just say, she just, she's just a screamer. <laughs> get quiet. Matter of fact, you ought to have a quiet strength about you. My daddy had that way of doing that. I, I, you know, hear him, I really heard him holler. And when we would get naughty in church when we were children, and he was in the choir with his robe on, Deacon Draper, and we out there not doing right, he just, he just put his eyes. 
Okay, now I want you to do what I do, Sam. Oh, you got you better stand up. No, no, get over this and move over here. You keep moving. Now. <laughs> now you can go back. <laughs> he hasn't said a word. <laughs> he hasn't said a word. And you better, you better move. You better move. I tell you what, they will tear your rear end up in church May not take you outside, and you screaming and hollering. No, wasn't no CPS to call on either. <laughs> Nobody said nothing. They said the, the, the Lord is doing his work on that. <laughs> Y'all so scared of CPS, CPS rule you. Now, don't abuse, I don't believe in child abuse. That's the other side. You know, that's a lot of that's going on. I don't, I'm not talking about healthy discipline. Is, is good. Some of y'all against spanking and all this. You let folk talk you out. Of, the Bible talks about spanking. Y'all, y'all, don't let these folk talk you out. Are y'all, have y'all lost your mind? That's why these kids are out of control. How many of y'all got whoopings? Now, how you that? You know, society, so the psychologists say in, in, in the methodology class at St. Marcus University that spanking is unessential. <laughs> and they become little hootlums. I got whipped on into the pulpit. Now, do you do it loving, lovingly, kindly? And by the way, you know, if you're that scared of CPS, i tell you what you do. Whoop them on Friday. <laughs> so when Monday come, everything's gone. <laughs> Say, I'm counting up. You remember when you did this? You remember when you did that? And you know what they do? Sometimes they, 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 then those old folk, they, they catch you. Uh, you. You think they forgot? Y'all, y'all had those kind of whooping, those forgotten whoopings. <laughs> you can just, y'all connected with me. Forgotten women, and all of a sudden you go on to bed, you and your third dream, and all, and all, hey, and then pow, what, you know what I told you, you put that cover back, and they, um, they wait till you get in the bathtub. Uh, you can you, you, tra- now when you're in the bathtub, you know you trapped. Uh. I declare to you, you better stay with the word. You do things decently, in order, and in love. Some children, you do not have to spank their temperaments. Different children respond different ways. Some some kids are not going to do it until you lay some leather. Others, you can just raise your voice a little bit in tears and they're so upset that you're upset at them. And they just can't take the fact that they let you down. And you know how to make the job. You have to know each of your children and deal with them accordingly in the spirit of Christ. Do I have a witness out there? Now, none of this is in my message. God put this in my message just now because somebody needed that. But, but you know how to discipline when you are being still before God. Number, number four, 
Number five, uh, ask the Lord to settle your mind. Being still. Ask the Lord to settle your mind, settle your body, soul, and spirit. Ask the Lord to settle your mind, body, soul, and spirit. Psalms 37, 7a says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. God strengthens us through patience. He doesn't answer us immediately because he wants us to trust him. That's why he doesn't give us whatever we ask for right now. You cannot come before the Lord in a rush. Lord, I got five minutes, so can you talk right now? And uh, then I got to get out of here, Lord. I'm running behind. Please talk to me now. No, a little dab is not going to do. You cannot come before the Lord in a rush. You cannot come before the Lord hyperactive. You cannot come before the Lord going over your to-do list in your mind or constantly checking your cell phone while you're praying. Ask the Lord to settle you down. Number six, you must rest and relax yourself before coming into God's presence. You must rest and relax yourself before coming into God's presence. Mark 6.31a says, and he said to them, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a little while. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a little while. As you continually spend time in the presence of God, he will remove your fatigue you say, some of you always tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. That's indicative of the fact that you don't spend time in his presence. When you're in his presence, he lifts your fatigue, your fatigue. He keeps you from being worn out. He keeps you from sleep deprivation. When, when you spend time in his presence, he removes depression. And listen, he also removes an agitated spirit. Some of you say agitated with your husband, agitated with your wife, agitated with your children. They made a decision, said something, or smarted off at the mouth, and you just, you just can't get over it. Can't get over it. You better listen to God lest God get a hold of you because you lost it because you were so agitated. You, you lose the right to be heard. You have an agitated spirit. When you sit before the Lord, this will bring about rest. When you sit before the Lord or lie before the Lord or on your knees before the Lord, it brings about rest and relaxation and will also help you to better interact with Christ and others. Number seven, resist every wandering thought that seeks to interrupt your time in the presence of God. Resist every wandering thought that seeks to interrupt your time in the presence of God. Those thoughts can sure come in when you start getting along with God. Colossians 3, chapter 3, verse 2 says, Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. To guard against wandering thoughts. Say wandering thoughts. All of us deal with that. Every one of us in this room. Let me help you a minute, please. To guard against wandering thoughts, we must be determined to set our minds on spiritual things. To set our minds, to set our minds on, on things above is to set our mind on heavenly things, to set our mind on kingdom things, 
to set our minds on eternal things and refuse to be lured into thinking on things that have no lasting eternal value. While you praying and meditating, why are you thinking about the playoff games? Why are you thinking about politics? I believe you will agree with me that when we attempt to get still in the presence of God and hear him, we have a tendency of getting perfect memory and are able to recall everything we should have done that we did not do. When you start praying, all of a sudden, everything you should have done, all of a sudden you can recall at the moment you're being with the Lord. Refuse to disengage from the Lord when those times happen. Refuse to disengage from the Lord. Remain where you are. Don't get up and go unless it's an emergency. Uh, uh, Remain where you are. Have some paper alongside of you. Write those thoughts down that come to mind since your memory has become so perfect at that time. Write those thoughts down on paper and continue your uninterrupted time with the Lord. Expect interruptions. I'm on my knees and, and, I, I'll, and I'll just reach over with my pen and I'll just write and then I, and then I go back in prayer. Just, just begin to write. Number eight, a sure sign that you're growing spiritually is when you become frustrated because of not spending quality time with the Lord. A sure sign that you are growing spiritually is when you become frustrated because of not spending quality time with the Lord. Second Peter 3.18a says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Spiritual immature saints, spiritually immature saints are not bothered when they are not spending enough time with the Lord. That's a sign that you know you're spiritually immature. You haven't talked, you haven't prayed, you haven't read your Bible. It doesn't even bother you. You couldn't even care. Four weeks and you haven't read four verses. That's a sign of spiritual immaturity. Your Bible's brand new and you've had it five years. It indicates that you're spiritually immature. Number nine, realize that there will be days when things do not go as planned because of circumstances beyond your control. It doesn't matter how, you can, look, you can get that sheet, that fasting prayer sheet, and you can fill it out, and you can be ever so serious, ever so serious. But you know what? And then once you start, the devil gets busy. And things will not go as planned. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. You never know what a day is going to bring when you make up your mind to fill out that sheet and stay with it. If you are having your time with the Lord daily, listen, if you are having your time with the Lord daily, when those times come that are filled with unexpected interruption that you have absolutely no control over, God understand what you're going through at that moment. So be at peace. There'll be days when you're going to plan. It won't work. Don't fall to pieces. Don't get frustrated with yourself. Don't cuss the devil out. Okay, be at peace. Also, be mindful that God has deposited enough in you to help you through days 
where you could not have your time with the Lord. There'll be days that just won't work out. And you know, on those times when it just doesn't work out, believe it or not, if you've been faithful to God and praying and talking and interacting with him, those days that come up where just things, I don't care how you try it, it just didn't work out. You know what? Just relax. God has deposited enough to you to carry you over to the next day to get you going again. Just accept the will of God and say, Lord, you know. Amen? Number 10, to have a meaningful time before the Lord, meditate and linger over Bible passages. To have a meaningful time before the Lord, meditate and linger over Bible passages, turning the word of God over and over in your mind. That's called meditation, chewing on the word, turning it over and over and over. Psalms 119, 97 through 99 says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Verse 98, you through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Verse 99, I have more understanding than all, look, look, some of my teachers, than all my teachers. For your testimonies are my meditation. I'm going to tell you something. Meditating on the word of God is so critical to the Christian life. Meditating, lingering, mulling over, reading and rereading, underlining, highlighting, putting a little asterisk, writing little notes around the verse. That's meditation. What are the benefits of meditating on the Word of God? Some of y'all, some of y'all read the Word of God, but you don't meditate on the Word of God. You say, Pastor, how do you get these insights? How come I I can't see what you've seen? I didn't get all that when I was reading. I can tell you why you didn't get it. It's because you're moving too fast. You're in a rush. Slow down. Linger over the passage. Mull over the passage. Chew over the passage. Turn the passage over. And and God began to, to dispense truths. That's been there all along, and you just say, oh, my God. You have one of those, oh, my God moments. The verse has been there all that time, and you just came to light on the issue. The saddest thing about the Scripture is that we can get so familiar with the Scripture that it no longer speaks to us. You know John 3.16 so well until John 3.16 can't tell you nothing else. There's a danger, there's an inherent danger in familiarity. What are the benefits of meditating on the word of God? A, when you give priority to God's word, you demonstrate that you love it. When it's priority, you demonstrate that you love it. Uh, Verse 97 says, oh, how I love your law. How I love your law. Do you love the word of God more than money? Do you love the word of God more than restaurants? And, and entertainment and sports and, and music and concerts and movie and videos. B, meditating on the word of God makes you wiser than your enemies. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I want to be wiser than my enemies. And you know, when you're wiser than your enemy, you make moves that they don't understand. That's right. Verse 98 says, you through your commandments 
make me wiser than my enemies. Now, when your enemy is wiser than you, you in big time trouble. And you say, my en- all of us have enemies. Don't you fool yourself. You got some open enemies. You got some quiet enemies. You got, you got some enemies in your family. <laughs> you don't look for the find it. They're around you. God opened your eyes to what people are up to. And God lets you see the unseen. And God prepares you. And he shows you what to do. And did it happen just like he told you. But you're prepared for it. And you, you confound them because God had you ahead of their move. And they couldn't get you like they wanted to get you. And they thought they were hurting you, but they ended up helping you. you through your commandments make me wiser than my enemies. See, meditating on God's word makes you wiser than secular teachers who do not know the Lord. It makes you wiser than secular teachers. Do you realize a fourth grade student can be wiser than his or her teacher because they're in Sunday school, they have a precept that you're teaching them at home, and they know more than the person with a bachelor, a master's, a Ph.D., Verse 99 says, I have more understanding than all my teachers. How do you get that kind of understanding? Listen, hold it now. You got to be wise in what you say and what not to say. And just because you have more understanding because you're in the word there or not, don't mean you to go in that class at the university and tie it up. Talking about Pastor Draper told me you wrong. He get that. The power is in his or her pen, too. Okay. So <laughs> you use some good stuff. Be quiet. Know how to speak. Know what to say. But don't compromise truth. Okay? God will show you how to work around, wrap around. He'll show you how to navigate. And he'll show you how to do that paper in such a way that they can't touch that paper. I have more understanding then all my teachers, all your teachers with PhDs? Listen, many teachers have degrees in their academic discipline without wisdom from God. This is why so many students leave universities more confused because of being indoctrinated in unbiblical ideologies, unbiblical secularism. They become indoctrinated in the school you paying to send them all that money. And you paying for it to educate them foolishly, foolishly. You, you educate and, the, and, the, and, and, and they learn math, but they get the propaganda plus the math. Huh? Uh, they, learn, they, uh, they learn English, but they get Marxism with it. Huh? Uh, they learn biology and science, but they get human, re- human reasoning with it. They learn computer, but they get atheism with it. Huh? They learn um, IT, uh, technology, but they get relativism with it. No, everything's relevant. Uh, There's no right or wrong. Therefore, allow no one to deceive you away from the truth of God's word. That's why it's hard to get young folk to come back. Once they've been, you know why they get so indoctrinated cat away? Because you didn't teach them at home. You get one shot at your children. 
while they're growing up. Bring, he said, I'm tired. Bring them to youth ministry. Let them say speeches for Christmas and let them say speeches for, for Resurrection Sunday. Get them to Mo Ranch and invest in them. Put them in the choir. Get, let them usher. Put them in a young adult ministry. Get, get them engaged. Expect them to come. You get up. You eating at this house. You get up and you come in the church. You may not be on drugs, but I'm going to drag you to church. <laughs> but you better indoctrinate your children. D, meditating on God's word keeps you from negative, from a negative mindset. Meditating on God's word keeps you from a negative mindset. Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Beloved, meditating on the word of God will not allow you to possess a negative spirit. Meditating on the word of God will not allow you to have or possess a negative spirit. It keeps that kind of spirit away from you. Negativity doesn't come out of your mouth. E, meditating on God's word guards your thought life. Meditating on God's word guards your thought life. Philippians 4, 8 which says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. When you meditate on the right thing, God protects your mind. He he shields your mind. He guards your mind. Right. And he insulates your mind from the intrusion of, of satanic thoughts and satanic strategies. Some of you spend more time on that which is evil and wicked and diabolical, so you open your mind up to all kind of satanic activity. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy, yet even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.